The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rotherham United podcast. We have a review and preview show, as it seems to be every week nowadays. Um, we're looking back at a 2-1 defeat to Cardiff and ahead to a big and important game, but a tough game as well at home to QPR on Saturday coming on, what is it, 13th of February it'll be. Uh, Mix with us, as as always. Hello. And Ben has made a return. Ben, we've got questions asking on the post-match live show on... On the uh, Tuesday night, where, where's Ben? People were missing you, man. I was elsewhere. I had other, um, what's the word? Let's just tell people the truth. You were asleep. Yeah, well, I wasn't asleep. I was in bed. I was doing something else until very late, and I was very tired, so I just went to bed. Okay. Lack of commitment that's all I'm hearing. All I can hear is I don't care, I don't care. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but just to clarify for everybody, I assume you watched the game. Uh, yeah, apart from the last like, 20 minutes, yeah. Oh. I saw the, yeah, I saw a lot of it. You saw the important parts, mate, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, anybody that didn't know, it was a 2-1 defeat uh, at home to Cardiff. Uh, we went 1-0 down to Shale after a poor bit of defending. Um, Matt Crooks then equalised in the uh, sort of semi early on in the first and second half, uh, and also then uh, they scored a very latish goal from Joe Bennett. I think scored uh, the goal there. Um, before we get into the more details, anybody that's watching on YouTube and you aren't subscribed already, please click the subscribe button, it's in the bottom right of your screen. Uh, if you listen to this on Punk through iTunes, Spotify, whatever, uh, get on over to the YouTube and subscribe there. Um, we're building up some stuff, quite, you know, we need 125 followers on subscribers on YouTube, so yeah, thank you to everybody who's already subscribed, um, and please do, if you haven't already, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, I'm right to say, if you're watching YouTube, the little YouTube sign at the bottom of the screen, they can just click on to subscribe. Down there, if you're watching on YouTube, down there, in the down bottom right. Of Fantastic. You can click um, on it while you're watching. 
Um, ben, me and Mick had a lengthy conversation about the referee on Tuesday night, Mitchell Elstringham. Um, I also had another podcast on Wednesday night and I had a long and lengthy chat about refereeing in general and I use it as an example of lack of quality of refereeing. Uh, we could spend the next 45 minutes talking about the referee, to be honest with you, but we're not. Uh, ben, as brief as you can, uh, your thoughts on his overall performance and the big incidents? Uh, I thought he played well. Um, what? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, no, <laughs> I don't mean to play well. That was just an awful. Did was, you watch the game? Yeah, that was just an awful <laughs> fire lance. <laughs> I was going to expect from else. Uh, I don't think he did well. I think he was a championship referee. I think some of the big incidents, obviously, I don't know, people, you know, I, I, you know, I don't agree with a lot of, I don't agree with Mick on some of the decisions, or some of the opinions okay. on the decisions. I agree he made some howlers, but I think there were some big decisions that overreacted. Uh, but I thought it was awful. The Smith push, push in the back. I don't oh, mate. Smith is a six foot five guy, right? I don't know how much he weighs. Probably of a of a eighty kg, easy ninety kg, right? I know he's in the air. He's milked it. He's gone for the foul. I understand it probably is a foul, but he's played for the foul, and that's just you know, that's what you don't play football for the fouls. I've never understood this because when you play football, right, you enjoy playing football. You just want to play football. Winning fouls and taking set pieces. He's not playing football. Taking free kicks is not playing football. He's taking a free kick. You're not playing about, you know, playing the game, are you? So I think he's milked it and he didn't get it. I think I mean, there was obviously contact, but if it was, was it a substantial push? It's hard to tell, really, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, the, to take on one point, Ben, the whole point of if you're playing the championship, you're not playing because you love football. Not only because of that, you're playing because you want to win and you know how to win and winning is the most important thing at championship mm. level. Uh, there was contact and there was a, there was a, a significant amount of contact for him to, to fall over, to certainly knock him off balance. Was there yeah. enough to make him fall over? Possibly not, but if he doesn't fall over, he ain't getting anything. He's got to ever so slightly exaggerate. And exaggerate is not the right word because that sounds like he's throwing himself to the ground. He's got to slightly. He's got to let the referee know there's been contact, because if the referee if he doesn't, then he doesn't do it. But it's a, for me, it's a nailed on, clear as day penalty. I don't know. I don't agree with that, but that's it's different opinions. Okay. Isn't it? Fair enough. I understand. I said no. No, I'm going to move on. Oh, all I'm going to say was I, I do understand where Ben's coming from because buying free kicks is not part of the game. Um, and had that been Ben Wiles on the edge of the box, I might be having some thoughts along the lines that Ben's having because Ben, ben Wiles has started to try and look for uh, look for the fouls and, and draw the foul, if you like, and everything else. And I don't agree with it and I don't like it. Uh, Smithy's not that... Smithy doesn't do that. The way the way the form that Smithy is on at the moment, when he chests the ball down, it stays chested and he gets control of it. And that ball, you know what I mean. Um, if 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 he's able to control that ball in that position, he's in a very very good position, in a very dangerous position. Particularly bearing in mind how tight the player is to him. So I, I for me personally, I don't think I've seen as blatant a foul not given for as long as I can remember. You know what, uh, since, since, you played, 
since we played QPR last time or well yeah I mean <laughs> that, that's my that's my view um, you know it was just and I've watched it I, I, I've watched it far too many times I need to stop because it just annoys me every time I watch it yeah. um, so for me I don't I, I'm not with Ben on this one I'm with him in terms of I don't like people buying fouls it's not part of the game it's not uh, otherwise if it were it'd be in rules um, but I don't think I don't think that that applies on this occasion in my view uh, I think the the referee bottled it because he knew it was a penalty he knew it was in the area and he bottled it but as has been pointed out he bottled every single penalty decision and there know. were more penalties there, were, there, there should have been more penalties in the, there were more penalty decisions to be made in this uh, more obvious penalty decisions to be made in this game than there were in the last game that he made where he just straight away pointed to the spot because mm. we've got an ex-Premier League club and one of their players throws himself on floor unnecessarily cheating mm. because that wasn't a penalty. Which game? Uh, the Bournemouth game. Okay. No way on this earth was that a penalty. Uh, and if it was, there must have been seven or eight at least on Tuesday night. Yeah. So it's it's about consistency, isn't it? You know, and and, yeah. and I am not buying. I am not going to buy any excuse that Jeff Eltringham could ever possibly come up with for not giving that. I'm not buying it because of, we've seen what he does give. <laughs> have you have you listened to Warney's interview, which was well recorded on Thursday? Have you heard his interview with Radio Sheffield. No, I haven't. I know that he's criticised the referee. Very, very interesting. Uh, he talks about trying to get answers from referees and how difficult it is to, mm. to get answers from referees. Um, he sort of, he sort of says sort of along the lines of, "I asked, you know, I always look enough pitch and referee several times. He'll sort of say, well, watch that.' Says the referee, I'll watch that back and come back to me, and I'll watch it back and I'll come back to you. But there's no dialogue. There's not yeah. an option for Warner to ring the referee because referees obviously won't get the numbers out." To the referee, just for Warnie to go, because what you know, what Warnie's like, he's very honest. Yeah. If yeah. Warnie thinks it's a penalty at time and watches it back, in next put next pre-match interview, it will mention the fact that it then wasn't a penalty or wasn't this or wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be fair to a lot of professional managers, they may come across all gruff and this that and other in public, like Mick McCarthy, for example. Yeah. But behind closed doors, he clearly is a nice guy. Otherwise, people wouldn't employ him. No. So behind closed doors, why can't they be having these conversations with the referee? He said that what happens is you raise a complaint uh, in part of the post-match report, and then four weeks later or whatever it is, you'll get an email from the uh, referee saying, uh, yes, the decision was incorrect, it should have been a penalty. And that's the end of it. <laughs> like, great. That's four weeks, <laughs> four weeks since, and we didn't get penalty, so we've lost the game. And four, You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems a completely backwards way of doing things, and it's, that, that, it's the it's the EFL. The EFL will not have any dialogue with anybody. Oh, if this is the PGMOL in it, this is the pressure. Yeah, but they're, they're 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 appointed by EFL, aren't they? The referees the, to the that. games. I mean, they're they're appointed to the games by the EFL. I'm not sure. Um, either way, yeah. Either way, either way, there has to be some dialogue. There has to be, because what essentially what it means is that if there's no dialogue, if it's not a two-way conversation, they're never going to learn from the mistakes. Yeah. 
And because... that, that's what he said in what it was said in the interview. <clears throat> These referees should be wanting to learn from their mistakes because the professionals, much like Warnie wants to learn from his mistakes. The thing is, like though, that the thing is, the championship right? refereeing is not. It's it a hard job. But if you work yeah. at it and practice it, it's not hard to get to the top of it. So these referees clearly don't really care. They're just doing it for an easy way of money. So why would they want to get better? That's why they're in the championship and not in Premier League. If you're a young ref, 20, 24 years old, whatever the young ref is classed as nowadays, I don't know, age. If he's a young ref trying to make it to Premier League, fair enough, he'll try and learn. But if he's 30, 40 years just trying to get a wage, there's a reason he's not in Premier League because he just goes every Saturday to get a paycheck. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why they don't care because they just have to get a paycheck. Not there because they love it. Who loves referee? Do you know what I mean? Who goes up and goes, yeah, I want to be a referee when I'm older. No, mate, you're a failed footballer. That's what it is, isn't it? one kid, you go, yeah, I want to be a referee when I'm older. I want to get yelled at by 12,000 people every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's why. But, the, but there's some good... I, mean, I talked about this on the Lord Monkey show last night, um, and I said... When we came up to champion last time, we go through a season of crap referees and then we get relegated. Mm. And we have some bad referees in League One, but actually at times in League One, there were some quite there were some okay refereeing performances. Yeah. Games yeah. where I didn't come out of the game and go, oh my God, the referee was rubbish. If I don't notice the referee, perfect. But in the chat, we've come back up. So two years later, <clears> and we're still getting recycled the same old <laughs> crap from the same old people. Yeah. Or Ben says, are clearly not good enough for the Premier League. But want to do it professional. There's no. I've seen no progression. I have seen no thought of process. It's just completely stagnant. The quality of refereeing. This is the problem because people in League One, referees in League One, that right, want to make it professional. So they're working hard, getting better, yeah. and trying to get better and learn from the state. Most of them. Unless you're Trevor Most Kettle. of them. Unless Trevor Kettle and the odd one, like you say. But that's why they're trying to improve the game, get better, yeah. make mistakes, have the bottle. Try and get up. So when you get to that championship level, right? I'm sure it's not hundred thousand a week, but I bet it's, I bet it's yeah. enough to provide for your family. And you, I bet it's enough. I bet you, your wife probably don't have to work, and you could afford to raise a few kids on it, right? And just referee a game, right? Referee a game that you probably love, right? It's not. Do you know what I mean? You're not mm. going out in coal mines for twelve hours a day with no food or water, are you? Do you know what I mean? And that's why, because they get happy at that stage. I don't think I've ever seen a referee demoted. It must be incredibly, incredibly hard because everyone's crap at it. So it must be incredibly <laughs> hard. So you just sit yeah. there and stew and probably do nothing all week. Probably do nothing all week. Don't do anything. Go on a Saturday, go and get a paycheck and go home. That's I why. Mean, the, the bottom line with it is, and you're absolutely right, both of you there, I have no problem with referees making mistakes. I accept that they do. And yeah, you know at New York Stadium on a Saturday afternoon when one makes a mistake, yeah, I'll shout at him. But the reality of it is we all understand that mistakes are made. It's a very, very difficult job. There's no doubt about it. I'm not decrying how hard a job it is whatsoever. It must be incredibly difficult because you're not as fit as these players that you're chasing around a pitch for 90 minutes. You know, and they get a rest, you don't. I, um, I disagree with that. If you're not as fit, make yourself as fit. It's not a hard job. No, they, these are old people. Some of these are 40, 50 yeah. years old. They're not trying to keep up with a 21-year-old Ogbeni type. But the point is... You don't have to keep... They're not doing 40-yard dash next to him with camera in the end. Do you know what I mean? They're just trying to keep it middle at pitch. Yeah, they are. But... The, 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 the bottom line with it is, 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 I mean, the fitness side of it is not necessarily an issue. I don't think the fitness side of it is why that why these these things are happening. 
this is this is all about having balls. It's all about having bottle. Mm. Um and and all these mistakes that we're talking about from the other night and the Swansea game and, and all the other games that we've looked at, you know, I talked to wherever the referee has come up, it's never been about a genuine mistake because as far as I'm concerned, Ben might disagree. That penalty shout on Smith is not a mistake. It is not a mistake. It can't be a mistake. He's not saying he hasn't seen it. He can't say he hasn't seen it because he's looking directly uh, at it. It did say he didn't see it. Well, I don't know which penalty incident he's referring to, but it's all warning that it, in one he's interviewed today, it's all warning that he didn't see a penalty. This, penalty. this is the problem when you don't study or do anything all week and you don't care about your job, don't care about anything. If you're a good referee, you'll try and study where, you know, teams play how they play, so you can try and find ways to see the play. Do you know what I mean? Like, try and yeah, what yeah. formation they play and stuff like that, so the way you can position yourself to see the ball and see clear things, right? You don't... If it, He's clearly not done that. And I don't know why he's not in the right position, because it's all he does for a living. He, he is in the right it. position. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Because he's either in, not in the wrong position, which is on him and unacceptable because it's his job to yeah. be in the right position, or he's lying because he's got no bottle, which is, again, unacceptable. I think, the thing is, right, I'm a big, obviously, I'm a big NFL fan. I might have said that before, right? The referees in that game, they have four or five, but the um, the consequences are so harsh. And they don't bottle it. They give it. Do you know what I mean? They'll yeah. hesitate. Mm. They don't hesitate. If they see a foul, they'll see a foul. They don't care what game it is. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why where football lacks because there's no harsh punishment like diving, right? Mm. There's no harsh punishment for that. Oh, you know what I mean? It's either this one or it's a foul. You get, you get the foul. There's no punishment. There's no yellow card, no red card for simulation like there should be in the rules. Referees yeah. don't give it. It's embarrassing. People and referees need to step up, man, because they're not clearly not working hard enough. It's just simple. Yeah, we're talking about the final point, Mick. Before we move on, if you want, if you want. Yeah, all I'm going to say is the referee has definitely seen that. No question about it. He has seen it, and if he hasn't seen it, then he needs to have a look at himself, like Ben's just said there, because all he's got to do is look at where the ball is and where the ball's going and where the players are. And if the referee hasn't seen it, then the linesman stood 12 yards away, looking directly along that line, or should be, for his offside, unless he's on his phone, you know, which he worth at rest yeah. of much. Um, unacceptable. One of the worst refereeing performances I have seen at New York, probably since Trevor Kettle. And that is saying something. And I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. I genuinely mean that. And it was for both sides. I accept, uh, having, having looked, looked at it back, there's, there's a, two very good penalty shouts for Cardiff as well, which weren't given. There's a foul on Woody, which is not given. There's a foul on Ehequi at the same time as there's a foul on Woody, which is given as a foul against Ehequi. And there's a very, very strong argument for the handball uh, that Will Volks made in the back end of the game, although I have no issue with the referee not giving that because he's in the right position that he should be in and he can't see because of the position of Volks' body, but it's handball. Um, dreadful, dreadful performance. Hang your head in shame, Jeff Eltringham, because that was as bad as I have seen. And when you're being, you're being compared to Trevor Kettle, 
then you know it's time to hang your boots up, fella. <laughs> yeah, and we're not trying to vilify referees. You know, we, we accept they're doing a hard job. You see what's happened to Mike Dean over the past week or so, and we're not going down that road of saying anything no. else that's bad. That, that, you know, that's terrible what's happened in terms of Mike Dean's family being threatened and what X, Y, and Z. Um, and I know we talk about referees a lot, and we know they've got a tough job, but I feel like it's it's also important to call them out when there's incompetent displays. At the it's same only, time. A tough, it's only a well. tough job if you make it a tough job. All you it's need tough to anyway, referee. If you look at it, right, it's, it's, hard. Hard. it's a hard I'm job. Right? Move on. I know, <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's a hard job, if, it, if it's your profession, if it's your work, if it's your purpose, if it's what feeds your family, feeds you, what gets you in the bed out of the morning, don't make it hard, make it simple. All you have to do is be in the right position. Be in the right position and make sure your linesman doing the job. And that's it. The rest, if you're good, if you're good at what you do, the rest will come. Just be okay. in the right position. You know what I mean? It's a hard job. <laughs> if you make it hard, yeah. You, you miss you miss strap a pair on there as well, Ben, but other than that, oh, yeah, that as well. Um so moving on to Action Mills performance. First half <laughs> was the first half was a pretty good performance, but other take away the goal, which we'll come to in a second. It was a solid, we made enough chances, we should have gone in at least level, based, taking away the penalty instance, we should have gone away in level based on the chances we created. Yeah. I'm going to get caught out being negative, but their first goal was inexcusable. Yeah, but we'll come into that in a second, I, I, I agree. But talk about our, our positive play, first of all. They were good. Yeah, our, our goal was just, wow. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like it weren't Barcelona ticky tackle, but it's what we've been missing for about ten years. A good solid striking partnership. I know Cooks is obviously not a striker, but I can't I don't obviously I'm obviously I'm a young lad. I don't remember a partnership like that. Obviously we had Alfie. I don't really think anyone went with him. Um not not contribute with goals as well. Pope helped him a lot, but he didn't contribute with the goals, did he? Yeah. I think this partnership if he can keep it together. It will get us far in this league. It arcs back to the Ronnie Moore Rodney Fern uh, partnership of, of, of uh, yeah, the 80s. Very similar, I guess not. I mean, they're different, very different players. Um, mm. But Rodney Fern, for me, in my memory, wasn't actually an out and out striker. But boy, was he a finisher. Um, it was more for me. It was more of a number ten than a, than a, than a striker, but it, it was perfect foil for Ronnie Moore. Um, just like Crooks is the perfect foil for Smithy at the moment. Um, so it's as good it's as good a partnership as I've seen since then, probably uh, up front. And, and they're producing the goods. They've got to produce it a lot longer to be up there with Ronnie and Rodney Fern, but um, a lot longer. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, it's it's that kind of that kind of relationship for me. Yeah, I agree. They just seem to have clicked. I, I, I said they just seem to have clicked. It was similar to this towards the end of the last championship season. We saw bits of it last season, but we played two up top a lot last year. So we didn't necessarily see this side of Crooks. Although Crooks had a fantastic season last year, we didn't see this side of his game as much. Um, and like I said, they just, they just seem to fit perfectly together. It's it's really it's enjoyable to watch. In the yeah. first half, when, when Smith got when Smith takes the ball down, you've got Crooks making a run, or when Crooks is bombing forward, you've got Smith making a run into dangerous areas. Um, it just makes them think. We, we've talked about this a lot. When Smith's on his up, on his top, he's fine, he's decent because he'll occupy the defence. But then, if you don't have somebody else running on, it's mm -hmm. fine. It's, it's just holding the ball up for 
you know, in the yeah. hole that joins him. Whereas at the minute, if Smith holds that ball up, he knows for a fact that Crooks is going to be there in the yeah. right place, making the right run at the right time. Yeah, and that would be terrifying for defenders. Um, Crooks has been nominated for Player of the Month for January for the EFL. He won the award for the EFL paper, I think it was. I, I, I haven't got the tweet in front of me, but he won the Player of the Month for the Championship. Um, yeah. Uh, he probably won't win it through the EFL, because why would the EFL award us anything? Well, um, Ivan Tony's had a very, good, a very, very good month, so I suspect he'll win that award, but we'll wait and see. Um, um, place for Brentford as well, who are absolutely the best team in the history of mankind, aren't they? So. <laughs> um, um, Lewis, Lewis Wing, Ben, I know we talk about Smith and Crooks, but that pass from Lewis Wing, the timing and the weight of the pass from Wing to Smith was very, very good. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best pass ever, but it was a very clever pass. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's going to be um, this season. That line, wing, wing and bring. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's probably going to bring. Obviously, Barlas can pick a pass. I think he's a mix between... Uh, a, a mix between Wiles and Barlas. Mm. Like, he can pick a pass. Very good. But he can also attack a little bit. I think uh made a few mistakes in the first half. But, we'll, like you said, we'll come on to that. I think he was... Maybe at fault, but the pass was good. Uh, good vision. I think that's probably again what we've missed. We've got I've had Barlasser, but we haven't had that like Xavi type player picking out in the in the final third. You know, Barlas is mm. not going to do that. He's just going to ping him about like Busquets. Mm. You know what I mean? Very different. I think that's. I think Wing is a Barlasser, but a further forward Barlasser. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to play out to full back. Yeah, you can also criticise Barlasser of rushing the pass a little bit. He'll, yeah. he'll see Hollywood ball and think, I've got to go for this, and he'll ping it across pitch. And it doesn't yeah. always work. Wing has that presence of mind to think. It might take half a second more, but it is genuinely half a second. The Preston goal is a perfect example of just taking that little bit of time. It's, it's about recognising that you've got that time and then taking the time that you've got and looking at what your options were. And that was the same with the pass to Smith. He had that half a second just to see what was available and slide it through. If we're being very critical for Barlaz, that's something he could work on. But that's not taking the fact that Barlaz is one of the best players we've got. So that is being ultra critical, obviously. Um, but I, yeah, two and two, two a bit of games in, I'm a massive fan of Wing so far. It could be, it could be very, very important for us over the next month or two, assuming he stays fit. Um, Another thing, another thing from Port Warner's conference today is that Chio will be back in training in a month or so, back in full training with the first team within around four weeks, which is about four weeks less than we were told initially. Um, yeah. So although it's a blow loose on Lindsay for eight weeks, if anybody's missed that, Lindsay's out for eight weeks, it's a bit of a positive that Chio back probably much sooner than was first anticipated. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Um, now on to some defensive issues. Um, we're not going to be too negative because the game's gone, but it's, the first goal in particular was not very good. Um, I know we're attacking Mick, and I know we're trying to get forward, but in whatever it was, the 30-something minute, to leave nobody on the halfway line, well, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, it is. It is. There were obviously a bit of a rush of blood to everybody's head, weren't there? Um, and we got punished for it, and you will get punished for it. Um, in this division particularly so you know listen we've got to learn from that it was poor it was poor um, there's no other word for it really what else can you say shouldn't have done it 
It's a schoolboy, schoolboy error, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, man. So, uh, I, I think Robertson's made a mistake coming forward. Like, it's a schoolboy error. Maybe it's his match sharpness. Like, say, we're out for four or five months, whatever. It was a long time. You know, he's going to have a mistake in him. Uh, to leave Barlas back, I could, you know... I could beat him in a 40-yard race and then sit down and have a cup of tea before he gets to the finish line. So, I don't mind leaving him back. It's the best option. Obviously, all the Sundays yeah. there. But I think uh, Wing has got to realise the position that we're in. We've got Barlasser, uh, all of Sunday and Robertson back, right? Three players, right? I don't know why he's turning into the middle of the pitch where there's the most players, the most congested area of the field. I'm not going to say, say I'm a professional footballer, but I think he's got to be aware of his surroundings. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's, they'll, they'll learn from it. If they if they'll learn from it, or they should learn from it. Yes, I agree. Um, and then the second goal was was Hardy had an okay first half, but quite a poor second half, Mick. And it wasn't even it taking away the goal. He's, he's on the ball. I mean, he wasn't on his own when the snow came down. Um, but he just seemed to have. And for all his good performances, it was probably his worst in a Miller shirt so far, that 45 minutes. Looks tired to me. Mm. It looks tired. Um, I, I, I might be looking to give him a uh, give him a rest. Uh, it's been immense for us. And, and yeah, he should have tracked the run. But it's difficult. It's difficult because he's playing he's playing along the line of the defenders as, you know, yeah. and that run comes from really deep, uh, really deep, which is how he managed to stay on side. Um so I, I guess I am defending him up to a point, but he's got to spot the run and he's got to stop the run, even if it's running across the player, you know. And and it's, it's, so it's, it just didn't even spot the run. Um, so so yeah, I think you've you've got to blame him for that, really. Um, it, it is down to him, but I, like I say, I don't think he looks tired. I think he's mm. I think he's do 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 a game on bench, frankly. One thing I'll Go on. No, obviously, I'm not going to. Obviously, I've been very critical, but obviously, he made a mistake. You know, it's right back. He's a championship player, he's not a Premier League player for a reason. He's going to make mistakes. One thing that I did see was his body language after. I don't know if he's screaming at the linesman or his players. Mm. If he's screaming at the linesman, he needs to get a grip of himself. Because it's, I, I, think, no. I think it were a bit desperate. I think uh, I think yeah. he, 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 I think he sort of realised he'd made a mistake and thought, I, I hope this is offside. Yeah, exactly. Why well, you made a mistake? So you're going to yell at the linesman. It's not your job to let your linesman. You get on with your job, and you let your manager and captain talk to referees. No one else's job to talk to referees. <laughs> it's not, though, is it? It's not. It's not. It it's shouldn't be, no. So, get a, no, get a grip and just oh, learn. I, I no Don't sit down and go, oh, referee, it's offside, it's offside. Please, you made a mistake. Stop yelling. Get grip. Go and defend next one. I think yeah, it more hurtful. It puts that. It, and this, this, this is this is true. It puts that seed of doubt in the linesman's head. Yeah, uh, a, a, a lesser linesman would have would have given in and given that. And yeah, that's why it, players do it. Why you play football though to get cheated? It's, it's, it's about winning. winning. It's about winning. If you really love the game, you and you have any respect in yourself, you wouldn't have done that. You've you've been you've been ridiculous. Not, because, no, because if you respect the game and you respect yourself. You've won. you haven't won. You haven't won. You haven't done anything or contributed to win. You've cheated yourself to a win. If you feel good about that, then you play the wrong sport. You play the wrong sport. Is it right? No, it's because you don't understand it. If you're playing <laughs> a game, right, 
you should feel like you're doing everything you can to, from yourself to contribute to mm. a win. If you feel good about cheating or winning, right, then asking for offside is not cheating. Like you said, putting doubt in the linesman's head, that's not that's not playing football, is it? That's mind games. Then it cheat yourself into a win because if he does give the offside, it's not offside, therefore you've just cheated. The, the bottom line is with 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 the officials from the other night, he could have been stood in an offside position, oh. waving a flag that said I'm offside and he still wouldn't get it. So <laughs> um you know, but but I mean it's just born out of frustration that appeal there. It was it was clearly onside, it was a cracking run, a, a, a good delivery. Uh, and Wes Hardy should have dealt with it better than he did. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're playing Mick McCarthy, aren't we? We're playing a Mick McCarthy side, which is what we said in the live show, uh, live post-match. You know what you're going to get from a Mick McCarthy side. You're going to get balls in air. You're going to get strong and physical um, with a little bit of quality occasionally. We got done. Yeah. It's, it's the type of team we struggle against. Um, Birmingham under Monk was similar to that, very aggressive, and we always struggled against them. Uh, and there's other teams as well. We, we do struggle against teams that are similar to us in terms of physicality, but are better at it. Yeah. And that's what you saw in choosing that. In, in a lot of the areas, they were much more physical from us. We didn't look a, didn't really look a threat from set pieces up until the very last one of the, of the night, which caused complete mayhem, mm. um, which takes a, a, you know, a threat from our side. Um, we didn't deal with conditions either. Um, when it started snowing, Ben, I, I mean, first of all, I couldn't see the ball. Um, but we'd, as soon as the conditions changed, we didn't adapt and Cardiff did, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's clicking it short a little bit. But yeah. What? I think it's, a, oh, we didn't adapt to the weather. It's England. But yeah, I agree. I think it was poor from us tonight. It was. We should have adapted and we didn't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. oh, we should have caught a game up. I'm just saying uh, Card Cardiff did well to adapt yeah. to the conditions. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't do enough. I think Giles, Giles is a perfect example. As soon as Giles came on and the snow started coming down, it looked like he'd never seen snow before. He looked like he didn't quite know what was going on. It's because he, just, cause his tactic is just to knock it out and just run, you know, run his legs as fast as the guy into the ground. He's just going to fall over and hit his face on the ground. It's a young lad, he probably wants to build a snowman. Yeah, yeah. And the control issue, it's much more difficult to control the ball in the snow than it is in normal conditions, yeah. uh, which didn't help. Um, so, I th just very, very briefly, a couple of, word, a couple of word answers. Um, how positive are you from that performance, not the result, Mick Tart? Uh, we're going to have some bad performances. We've had two on trot now. We won, won a game at, uh, at uh, Preston, which I said bad performances. Not to the level that we've been at. Um, we won that game. We, we really just looked and we won that game. We tried to ride his luck the other night because they wouldn't let us play our, our game. We were the only team that wanted to play football. They were interested in playing, getting the ball down and playing football. I am not criticising them in any way at all. It's just, you know, we weren't able to play our normal high-pressing game because the ball weren't there. Um, so, so uh, if we can get back to playing the game that we're good at and QPR for me look like a side who are going to try and play the ball around they've got players that, that can put the ball on the deck and play it that's mm. just that plays into our hands that that plays to our strengths uh, for me so so yeah I, I, I'm not down I'm not down about it all we've already got six points out of February, February get another six and I'll be happy at end of February if we come away with 12 points yeah so, 
Well, what, but Ben, it's one of those things. We we won one, lost one, so it feels bad that we lost one. But would you prefer to win one, lost one, than drawn two? Yeah, right. That's the, <laughs> that thing as well. And winning games, we're not playing as well. What champions do? So to do that when you're down, there's yeah, yeah. Could not agree more. Um, briefly ahead to the QPR game. Uh, QPR is was Paul Wan's first managerial win was against QPR. One nil. One nil. I can't. I didn't write down who scored actually. Uh, so if either you two can remember who scored, nah, lovely. Uh, uh, well, they have made. Now you mentioned it's a twentieth meeting between the two clubs. Right. Okay. Um, so it's not not as many as some other clubs where we think played eighty against ones, didn't we? So this is quite a low amount. I got. They've been in Premier League for a lot of that, weren't they? So yeah. yeah. Um, we are unbeaten. This QPR are a very, very, very good bit of reform. Uh, they've won four of the last five. They're unbeaten in their last six away games, winning three in a row away from home. Um, we are unbeaten to the last two home games against QPR. Um, this bottom of the table, Mick, has got ridiculous. Yes. Uh, there's now eight points between second, bottom, and 12th. Yeah. Uh, I checked the form table earlier and. Forest a third in the form table, QPR a fourth, Wednesday a fifth, and we're ninth. Yeah. <laughs> how? Uh, it's just how it is at the moment, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, who, holds, who holds their nerve from now on yeah. uh, for the next few games? Because somebody won't, and somebody will start to get cut adrift. Birmingham probably will be, will be that team, I suspect. And then it's a question of who's having that last place. And it ain't us. It ain't going to be us. I'm telling you now, it ain't going to be us. Mm, uh, right. we, we have got everything that we need to keep us out of this, uh, keep out, keep us out of that third bottom spot, second bottom spot. Uh, no, no question in my mind. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit, it is a bit daft at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, ben, for me, it's vital that Tuesday doesn't have too much of an impact on on the confidence and performances. We've got to get back straight, like we did against Swansea. We lost to Swansea, but then straight away against Derby, we were back at it. It's massive that we get back to the same level of performance as before, isn't it? Yeah, I think we would as well play QPR last time. They had that one play with it, and that's it. They were one man, one man yeah. show, weren't they? So, I think we, I think we will. I think Warner will use it. You know, he's obviously a smart man. He's got a job in man, football manager. It's not an easy job to get, is it, football manager? So he clearly knows what he's doing. Mm. So yeah. I agree. Yeah, they have they have um, improved in January by bringing Charlie Austin, who has scored a lot of goals from Charlie Austin. Um, yeah, yeah. going back there, he was there. Yeah, the start, wasn't he? yes. Wow, wow. Um, Why have you been Samuel already gone? Yes, it's been a bunch of yeah. Is it a play, Charlie Austin? Why? He's all doing it now. No wrong with that. Still bang him in there. He knows we're back in it isn't championship, and that's that's a bit of a worry from us. Their runners coincided with January, so the odd signing that they've made has now pushed them into a pretty good position in terms of recent form. But at the same time, they needed it. If they hadn't won four of their last five, they'd be a relegation zone. Yeah. With how the form's shaping up. It's the same with us. If we wouldn't have gone on a good run, we could have potentially been cut adrift. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as bad as Wickham, um, but we could have been cut adrift. Piggies are exactly the same. They could and should have been cut adrift by now, but they're picking up some results in places where they shouldn't do. Obviously, they beat Bournemouth, which meant they set their manager, and we're going to play Bournemouth just in time for them to have their new manager bounce, much like with Cardiff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need a bit of luck. 
And we're not getting, in terms of when we're playing teams, we're not getting that look. QPR, no. I don't think we'll get that with Bournemouth. But who knows with that? Um, ben, would you, in terms of uh, who you're picking for Saturday, are you going unchanged? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you going to see again? Then I'm going to say something. You're going to change your mind again. Um, you right, mate. Yeah, I'd scrape my elbow. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd leave it unchanged. I think I don't think you really can change it. Obviously, sadly, we want bench, but we're going to bring him in for. So yeah, I'd leave it unchanged. You'd only bring sadly in for probably crooks, wouldn't you? And sadly, would have to play as a ten. Um, but it gives you a hell of an option. Do you know, if, if Crooks does start looking tired on our mark, Mick, on Saturday, to bring Sadler yeah. on as a 10 is not a bad option, is it? Yeah, I mean, Warnie said in his press conference on uh, on Thursday that um, he's not, uh, sadly, he's not ready for a start yet. No. Uh, but it will make an impact off the bench. I might change it. I might give Wes Harding a rest. Uh, play young Giles at, uh, at left back. Can you play Giles and Sunday at the same team, though? It's a big risk, that, isn't it? Very big risk. Three very, very good central defenders there. You're going to have Woody's going to be tied up, uh, Charlie Austin in his pocket. And once he's got that sorted, um, we'll be all right, I think. Um, yeah, it is a risk. It is a risk. But the players know what their jobs are. Mm. You know? So if, if Giles was bombing on all of Sunday, we've got to stay back. If all of Sunday goes bombing on, somebody's going to keep Giles on a leash. Um, and and who better than Clark Robertson to do that? Yeah, true. Because you'll only not do as you're told with Clark once, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I know he made a mistake for the first goal, Clark Robertson, but I'm still enjoying him being back. That back three looks, he doesn't look amazing, but it's looking pretty solid. Um, and yeah, it's some, there's a lot of positives. Uh, yeah. Even though we lost the game, there's still a lot of positive forward. I don't think Saturday is as big a game as what some people are making it out. Some people are making it the be-all and end-all. Uh, QPR are in a hell of a run of form. You've got to, you've got to bear that in mind when, we, when you come into games like this. It's it's obviously vitally important what form people are in. If we lose, they came though, weren't they? Yeah. Um, the the couple of fixes after this are tough though. You have got Bournemouth away on Wednesday night, live on Sky, yay, um, and then Norwich the following Saturday. So we do come into a couple of games, yeah. uh, but neither of them are in very good form. We're playing QPR and Nero's who are in, in, in the one of the best form in the league, and then you're playing Bournemouth and Norwich who are struggling who are top of the league. It's, it's, it's the best one of the best leagues in the world, this, and this is one of the reasons why. Yeah. Uh, predictions, very quick predictions before we go. Ben. 1 1. Positive. Michael. Um, I got my Preston, my last Saturday one bang on. I said 2 1 Millers. Uh, and win 2-1 Millers again. Why not? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 I'm going to have some positivity. Uh, well, I think you're right, Mick, what you mentioned earlier. If QPR play in a similar way towards the confidence we've got at the minute, mm. I think we'll be able to exploit some spaces. Um, yeah. I think our defence... Like Charlie Austin's good, but Woody, if you just said to Woody, right, he's your man, he'll stay with you, he'll do that job. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what Woody's meant for, to, to sort of thing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's really like, he, he seems to enjoy that battle, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so, thank you all for listening. We'll be back. There'll be no pre-match show on Saturday. We're just doing a post-match. Uh, so, if you wonder where we are at quarter past two, we'll be getting ready for the game. Uh, hopefully, then we'll turn up for this one. <laughs> hopefully. Um, so, subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, with this video, this will be on YouTube as well. So, if, you, if you're listening and you want to watch it instead, go over there. If you're watching and you think you prefer to listen to it, go on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe there. 
download it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you can see all the stuff we put out and any updates. Uh, we will be going through a little bit of a rebranding towards the end of the season, uh, so the name will change, but it'll stay the same for the time being. Uh, and we'll update people as and when, just so you don't lose us. Don't miss, miss anything. Um, um, makes us sound professional. Correct. Just changing his name doesn't sound right. Really We're going through a rebranding. It sounds much more professional. Yeah. We're going to change our values and our, our, our corporate slogan. And uh, yeah, basically, we're going to we're going to have a, uh, a restructure. Some, yeah, restructure. Yeah, we're going to alter where cameras are. I think Ben's going to go left this next time, and then Matt down bottom and me top right. I think that's the restructure. Yeah. Freshen things up. Um, but that'll be towards the end of the season, so. It's not, I don't know why I mentioned it really. Um, ben, it's been a pleasure having you with us. I'm sure your fans were happy with your performance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and Mick, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you all uh, on Saturday evening for the post-match. If not, we'll see you Monday for the review and preview. Oh, we are doing a watch-along for the Bournemouth game next week. Uh, me and Mick are, Ben. Depends if you can see that. I might be there for the first half, yeah. Oh, um, Kick off a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'll watch first off. We're still working out the logistics of that, to be honest. But that's that's the plan. So the idea is you don't have to listen to Lee Hendry or whoever's on co-commentary for Sky Sports. Um, but we'll keep you updated on that next week or so. If you do want to, obviously we can still provide you with the same plucky little Rotherham nonsense oh, yeah. you here on Sky. Every, every so often, I'll just come with, "Oh, the record game went really well," and that type of thing. Just every so often. A bit direct, aren't they? Bit direct, yeah. 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 Oh, the, 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 the big and physical. Oh, you know. very aggressive. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll let you know about that in the next week or so. So thank you all, and forget involved everything else for all your support, and we'll see you all very very soon. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.